Hello and welcome to Listen in Worship for St Michael's and St Mary's churches on Sunday the 2nd of August, the 8th Sunday after Trinity. We hope you enjoy the sermon and the hymn of the day. From our Gospel reading this morning. Jesus took five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is a simple and wonderful story that most of us know so well. But you know how it is with the Gospel. So often when we revisit it, we see something that we never noticed before. Old familiar passages offer suddenly new and fresh meanings. And we learn something new about God or about ourselves or both. Notice the context of Matthew's telling of this story. Our reading today began. When Jesus heard it, he went away from there in a boat to a deserted spot by himself. The it that Jesus heard was that at a very different kind of meal from the one Matthew is about to describe, Herodias's daughter, at her mother's prompting, had asked for the head of John the Baptist on a plate. And so John was beheaded and it was given to her. It was, by all accounts, a lavish meal, a table of plenty, a birthday celebration with wine and women and dancing and deadly sins abounding, a careless oath, a drunken vow, lust-filled eyes, evil scheming, murderous vengeance, all of which brought physical death to John the death of the prophet of God, and, without judging, for only God can do that. Surely such danger of spiritual sickness and death to so many there. Herod's meal was a meal that must leave a really bad taste in our mouths, and one that brought so much grief and pain to Jesus at the news of the death of his cousin. And then our reading today begins with such a wonderfully human picture of Jesus. The same Jesus that wept at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. He needs to slip away to quietness and solitude. Surely he needed to process his feelings at the sordid and wasteful death of John. His grief for someone he loved. But in the death of the one sent to prepare the way, he must also have felt time move on and perhaps seen the shadow of things to come in his own life. But the crowds heard that he was there and came out on foot to him from the towns. How would you respond? It would be really human and natural to say, Not today, thank you. This is a really bad day for me. 
and I can't deal with all 5,000 of you right now. But Jesus' response is not self-serving. It is not anger or frustration, but compassion. He saw them and he was sorry for them and he healed their sick. He healed their sick until Jesus' disciples drew everyone's attention to the lateness of the hour and the people's need for food. They suggest sending the people away to nearby towns to get food. But Jesus has another solution and says so to the disciples. You feed them. The resources the disciples can muster are meagre. Notice Matthew doesn't have the boy that John has in his telling of the story. But five loaves and two fish. Five barley loaves and two fish. But in Jesus' hands, they become more than enough. Jesus takes the pitifully small amount of food. He blessed it, gave thanks for it, broke it and shared it. There's lots to notice here. Notice the Eucharistic language. Takes, blesses, breaks and shares the food. And this was a meal that, unlike Herod's party, started with next to nothing in the middle of nowhere. And it brought health and life, physical and spiritual, to all who were there, with more left over to share. It was a meal bringing life, life in all its fullness, reaching to eternal life. It is the miracle that takes our minds back to Moses and the manna in the desert and that at the same time prefigures the Last Supper. And something else. Surely, if remembering the temptations in the desert, Jesus could have turned the stones into bread. He had no need for the disciples to give him the wherewithal, the bread and the fish to perform this miracle and neither did he really need them to hand out the food but Jesus does choose to work through his followers then and now. I love this miracle because it is just one concrete example of Ephesians 3.20 which says glory be to him whose power at work in us can do infinitely more than we can ever ask or imagine. This is not an invitation for us to give Jesus a little bit and keep the rest for ourselves, but for all of us who feel small and inadequate that we don't have enough to give, it is the promise that Jesus can take whatever we have to offer and do more with it than we could ever ask or even imagine. Jesus can take our bread and fish, our money, our sense of humour, our time, energy, talents, our love, our artistic gifts, skill with words, practical abilities, 
common sense, whatever. He can take our gifts, hold them before the Father, bless them and give them back to us to use. And a hungry world still waits. Thank you for listening this morning. I hope you really enjoy listening to our hymn of the day. It's Lord Jesus Christ or Living Lord. Have a great day and have a great week. God bless you. Lord Jesus Christ, you have come to us. You are one with us. Mary's Son, cleansing our souls from all their sin, pouring your love and goodness in. Jesus, our love for you we sing, living Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, to pray, Son of God, you have commanded us to do this in remembrance, Lord, of you. Into our lives your power breaks through, living Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, to us, born as one with us, Mary's Son, led out to die on Calvary, risen from death to set us free, living Lord Jesus, help us see, you are Jesus Christ, I would come to you, live my life for you, Son of God. All your commands I know are true, your many gifts will make me new, into my life your power breaks through.